Is it no longer secret? Was it secret? Or is it still secret, but we're talking about it? Welcome to the Gun Show Podcast. I'm your host, Scott Fuller, with Martin Davis. Hello. And Seth Fuller. What up? And uh, let's go ahead and get started, Seth. All right. First up, um, this last week was the CMP Club National Trophy Rifle Matches. What is that exactly? Yeah, what's that? Oh, uh, no, wait. I was there. Oh, were you? Oh, yeah. You were there? Oh, I don't know. I thought I was... <laughs> it's held in uh, Camp Perry, Ohio with... since 1906. Pretty neat stuff. Uh, what it is, it's basically the, the national championship for uh, the CMP uh, High Power Rifle Shooting. Which Civ- is CMP stands for Civilian, Civilian Marksmanship Program. Thank you. So this isn't, that. while it seems there's a lot of military guys there, mm-hmm. I assume, it's for yes. civilians too. This well, is the best of the best. It was, it was originally put on by the military, uh, you know, back in the day when the military did this type of shooting. Um, to see who was the best of the best. And then they started allowing civilians, and then it kind of became what it is today, where everybody, uh, military and civilians, show up to uh, shoot against one another to see who is the best. They award the president's 100, and what? which is the top 100 shooters, and they award, uh, they shoot an EIC match there, there's team matches, there's a, there's a doubles match, and then the fun stuff comes later in the week when you shoot the, uh, they have the grand match, and they have the Springfield match and the vintage rifle match and the vintage sniper match and the M1 carbine match. It's fun stuff. Uh, so you attended this, which uh, just goes to show that it's not only the best of the best, it's also <laughs> the absolutely mediocre. The absolutely middle-of-the-pack mediocre can also show up and have a fairly good time. So how do you um, – you just show up and pay? Anybody who pays can, can do it? Oh, you have to register beforehand, yeah. And you show up and uh, you give the CMP their entry fees and you can show up and shoot. Sure. What kind of turnout are we looking at here? Like a top 50 shooters? Or? Uh, I want to say there was 1,700 at the President's 100 match. So about 50. <laughs> a little more than 50. A little more than 50. All right, so you talked about, um, you know, you're going out to the range and stuff. And are, now, how? What's the interaction between the civilians and the military? I mean, is this is there is it cold and and, and everyone's no. separated, or, or how does that how does that work? Man, th- I mean, this is this is the the best part of the national matches, and the best part of any competitive shooting that I've ever done is the people. The people are great. The the people are friendly. They're helpful. They're 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 the they're the salt of the earth. I mean, this is. Uh, like I said, the interaction with your fellow shooters is the best part of this thing. And uh, the 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 AMU guys who win it all, they're great people, and they're fun to be around. And the, the, the guy who this is his first trip, he's usually having a great time. And the juniors, uh, you know, the under-21 uh, shooters, they're having a great time. I mean, this is just uh, – it's just – it's like the mecca of, of competitive shooting. And it's, you haven't shot juniors for, what, 40 years now? <laughs> that's that's funny. No, I didn't shoot. But you still shoot the women's matches, correct? There's no women's matches. I think there is a women's, women's category. Women's aren't allowed? Oh. No women are allowed. A woman won the EIC match. EIC What's stands EIC? for? Uh, excellence in competition. And what they do is oh, they – Oh, that's like a congeniality. No. What happens is they at the EIC match, uh, a, the top 10% of the shooters that shoot the match, uh, the top 10% of people that score get what they call points 
towards the uh, their distinguished badge. And once you get 30 points, you get to wear a cool little distinguished badge. And it's called uh, it's called legging if you get points to it, and uh, it's called a leg match. And uh, Sherry Gallagher from the AMU uh, Army Marksmanship Unit uh, won it this year. Any relation to the guy that smashes the fruit? I don't think so. Mm-hmm. She looks nothing like so him. So how did guessing. you do? Uh, mediocre middle of the pack. Did you Solidly. win any recognition? No, nobody recognized. But well, I have my name on my shirt, so lots of people no, recognize no, 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 no. me. But you told me you won bronze. Oh well, yeah, and the fun matches—they award uh, if you get a certain percentage of the uh, available points in the fun matches, you get uh, you get a neat little bronze medal to Wait, go with fun your fun matches. That's like the participation matches. Yeah, that, don't they no, just no. do those for juniors? No, just uh, <laughs> everybody leaves with a medal, though, Scott. No, no. everybody leaves with a T-shirt. Uh, you have to shoot a certain percentage well to leave with a medal. So, um, but how do they break it down? Uh, I guess what I mean by that is, you, they, you know, huh? they, is there, you said there's a juniors, so is there a men's and a women's, and then do they break it down even there's further an overall, into, I think there's a high women's but, but, award. Okay, so they do the have a women's They have a high section. civilian award. Okay. They have a high, you know, everybody shoots the same exact match the same time. But, you know, they have, like I said, they have a high Air Force award, they have a high Army award, they have a high Marine award, those sort of things. And sometimes they're all the same people. (laughs) But, uh, you know, yeah, it's just, uh, yeah, there's different awards. What about seniors class? Did they have a seniors seniors class class. for you? And did you do well in that? Fellow Texan Robert Langham won uh, the seniors What's the age limit of that? 60 and older. Oh, no, you're okay. Never mind. Sorry. Yeah. Next year. A couple years younger. Next year. Yeah, next year. So uh, tell us what it's like. It's like seven days, correct, or five days? Or well, it's days as long or? as you want to shoot it. I mean, we went up there on the the Saturday, Sunday. Uh, we did the squatted practice before the President's 100 on Monday. We shot the President's 100. The next day we squatted shot the— Squatted practice? Yeah, squatted practice. I, I do a lot of practice squatting. Yeah. No, squatted. Squatted. Oh, squatted. Uh, I was going to say, I would do lunge practice. Well, yeah, that'd probably be better yeah. if you did lunges. I hate lunges. Anyway, so we did the squat in practice to get our zeros because, you know, every place is different. You want a good Camp Perry zero. Uh, we shot the President's 100 the next day, which was fun, and uh, I believe the Army won that one. And then we shot the EIC match the day after that, and uh, the Army won that one. And the day after that, we shot what they call the Hearst doubles match where two teammates team up, and they sh- kind of shoot it together, and they could coach each other, and the Army won that. And then uh, the next day there was the team match. So can you explain why the Army is way better than the Air Force? They shoot for, well, the Air Force is barely there. I mean, I'm I'm not saying anything. Well, you were there. I'm in the Air National Guard. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, that's different. Sorry. Um, Yeah. So tell us why the Army is better than the Air National Guard. uh, The Army is better than the Air National Guard at this because that's what they do. They recruit the best. uh, Because they're the best, it's it's one of those, you know, uh, cycle things. Also... Uh, when you're in the Army Marksmanship Unit, you shoot for a living. Every day, they pay you to go shoot. And uh, mm. the National Guardsmen, 99% of the time, can't do that. And uh, the Air Force doesn't have that sort of program either. So you basically got to shoot on your own time, and maybe the Air Force will get together the money to send you. But it looks like the winner wasn't part of the Army, according to the uh, results. It's a civilian which that game? does it. Which one? Um, which Jared was his name, and it doesn't have anything funny uh, like Guy what, Sergeant. Which, What's what, a Guy Sergeant? Gunnery sergeant. Oh, okay. That I wouldn't make fun sense. of anybody who had no the guns. title. Jared Perry. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he won Camp the President's Perry. 100 match. 
Jerry Perry. No, it's, yeah, can't, I don't which know. Which match are it's you looking at? Jared which, Perry. Which this is for the President's Rifle Trophy. That's a, Yeah, that's the President's 100 match. Yeah, he uh, won that. Uh, there was another, there was a couple of Army guys. Sergeant Gallagher, Sherry Joe, Sherry Joe Gallagher won the individual trophy rifle match. Really? Yeah, I didn't oh, know that. Said that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> wow, thanks, Seth. Why don't you read me the rest Sorry, of the Sorry, I'm going to pay attention. <laughs> read me my score. I don't know. No, you'd I have wasn't to, there. You'd have to scroll to really yeah. far down. Just keep, just it doesn't keep, go that low. Just, just I, keep scrolling. I'm sorry. No, just okay. keep scrolling. No, you're not there yet. No. <laughs> Is this you? Does this Is phone this go you? any faster? Is All right. So actually, though, I want to. I did want to ask you. Sure. I know last year you you participated in this as well, and I remember, or you went, or you talked to somebody that actually did. But uh, the last time I went, I want to say it was 2010. Is that yeah. when uh, Guy Sergeant Fox won? The president's trophy. It is. I'm telling you. I, I see it right here. That's who won. Did Why you are you say guy like, sergeant again? Oh, guys. sorry. What wait, is wait, it? Did, are you paying it? Are, All right. Is, are your on headphones a, on? On a serious note, though. <laughs> so Scott, do you ever see any wounded warriors? Anyone that's past military? That's you oh, know. Oh yeah, there is a great group called the M Ones for Vets. And these guys, uh, they take your your, your wounded vets, um, a lot of them missing limbs, uh, a lot of some of them wheelchair bound, and they they give them rifles, they give them ammo, they take them out, they teach them how to shoot. And these guys, to talk about an inspiration, these guys, uh, this guy's got no legs, and he's shooting the match. That's and, awesome. And the, and the guy's got the guy's in a wheel, another guy's in a wheelchair, he's shooting the match. Another guy's got half an arm, and he's shooting the match. And you know, and it just kind of puts in perspective. You know, when I'm like, eh, I don't want to practice. I'm lazy. It's hot. I'm, you know, and uh, these guys are over there doing it. You know, it's just, it's just, it's just inspirational. That's badass. It's awesome. Um, so you you said you won bronze. What what did you win bronze in? Uh, one of the fun matches is uh, the M1 Grand match, and uh, I shot that match, and I was able to score a bronze trophy in that, and uh, or medal I should say, and so I took that home with my T-shirt. And how many matches did you shoot throughout the week? Do you think? Uh, let's see, uh, the Presence 100 match, the EIC match, the Hurst doubles, and the two fun matches. So five matches. Now, you said that was the grand match that you won the one medal in. Yes. Okay. Uh, CMP stands for Civilian Marksmanship Program. Yes. Now, how many... I don't know how many people out there know that you can still get grands through this program. Oh, well, Camp Perry is where one of the stores is where you can go get the grands. We and you can actually hand-pick it yourself? Oh, or? yeah. Because oh, yeah. there's no hand-picking in normal, correct? No, no. Normal, you can put a sticky note on your order. Request it. Yeah, yeah, request it. Like a certain type yeah. of stock or yeah. cereal. Not necessarily going to get your request, but uh, I've talked to several people that have gotten their requests filled. Yeah. What, what kind of requests are you talking about? I'm For a certain things. rifle when you order it from the CMP. Like, you know, you want this stock, or you want this serial number, or you want, you know what I mean? You, Series yeah. and serial yeah, numbers. Yeah, th- those sort of things, yeah. yeah. And, and I mean, how when, when to hard to say, but while you were there, did you see a lot of people actually picking up their rifles? Oh, or? yeah, the CMP store was filled to capacity every time I went by there. Lots of people getting their rifles. And how much does that cost for somebody to go in and get? Uh, just just to, to get Well, let's just say just to get one. If I wanted to order to one nice tomorrow. To get a nice beat-up field grade. I think they're, were they field grade or rat grade? Anyways, What's the CMP? Civilian Marksmanship Program for the third time. Oh. but So this is, is, this is a loan gun. It's the gun you use during your competition. What? Huh? 
I don't understand the question. You're buying the gun or you're Yes, you're purchasing the gun from the CMP. The CMP has been authorized by the federal government to sell surplus firearms to civilians. Oh, okay. So that's what you do. You go to the CMP store like we were talking about and you buy these surplus firearms, which start, to answer your question, Martin, at $525 for beat-up rack grades. And what if I want to go high? What if I want to get nice? There was a $3,000. Not that nice. Not that nice. Let's let's, let's calm it down. (laughs) They had some $1,200 M1Ds and M1Cs. It's probably a little bit overkill for what you're looking for. But for the good, solid, pretty guns, they were running just above $900, a little less than $1,000. That's not too bad. I mean, It's not too bad. You're shooting in a classic, though. I mean, that's one oh, of the great things. Oh, man. I, I've got a rifle that's in the, the 300,000 serial number series, which means it's early 40s. It's got a 1944 barrel on it. And if that rifle could talk, and it's beat up, too. But, boy, does it shoot great. And that's one of the things with those those Garanza is you have to be careful what kind of ammo you feed it. You can't just go buy 30 out 6 and just load it up into it, right? I mean, right. if There's... I went and bought a Federal box and I shot it through your gun, you might not be too happy with me. Right, yeah. You the gas pressure, you know, in, in 1906, yeah, 1906 when they designed the .30-06, imagine that. The, uh, the the pressures were a little bit different than modern hunting loads. So you don't want to put your 180-grain core locked through your Garand. You can bend or break your operating rod. So you want to stick with Garand ammo. You know, you can buy M1 surplus ball, M2 surplus ball. Uh, American Eagle makes a grand load. Hornady, which we we were shooting at the match, makes a really, really great uh, match grand load that just shoots like you wouldn't believe. And oh, with, so with those changes in pressure, though, does that does that actually affect the overall flight of the the bullet itself? No, 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 no. You don't no. really just, notice that because you're yeah. used to it with shooting that gun. Then. Sure. Yeah, okay. yeah. 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 It's just a, it's just you don't want to shoot like a super performance. You don't want to shoot. A, it's all about gas port pressure. And it's, that's the pressure that's going to get put on that op rod, which is the weak part of the system. So you want to control that gas port pressure, and the grand loads are made for that. And you're not going to see any suffering in performance because of that, but you just want to keep your eye on that. And they make uh, they make some pretty neat things. They make an adjustable gas uh, block for the uh, uh, an adjustable gas plug for the grand, where you can adjust it to shoot the hunting ammo through if you're really going to. Does hunt. that just have a port where it, it yeah basically gas is out the front or yeah. something? And it's yeah, you, it's adjustable. Yeah. Yeah, basically, it's got a screw-in gas adjustment tool. And uh, you can, you, you know, and it's very inexpensive, so you can go shoot your hunting ammo through it or your favorite hand load. So how many bites do you have from the actual Garand, or did you not no, get any not this me. time? No, not me, no. Did you see any thumbs hung up oh, in Oh, you it? know what? I do got one, actually. Yeah. yeah you reminded <laughs> me. I got a itty-bitty one. Yeah, everybody's scared to death on my team of Garand thumb. And I'm like, just get your thumb out of the way. And then I went and smashed my thumb in it. So what are you going to do? All Get right, so to um, keep with the shooting competitions, sure. uh, the Olympics are going on right now over in the United Kingdom. And, um, I hear we did pretty good with the shot. Ah, uh, man. Uh, apparently, uh, America swept the skeet. Um, that would be Vincent Hancock for the men and, and Kimberly Rhodes for the women. And that's twice for Hancock in a row, I believe, isn't it? Didn't Kimberly Rhodes win? She might. Have, but last? I don't. Did she win gold last time? I don't know. I think she did. I think she took out 99 out of 100 targets. Yeah, yeah well, one crazy. target. I think 74 out of 75. And it okay. was apparently wow. very, very bad weather too. And then what nice. did? Then it was it was Hancock because each one of the Americans only missed one. And it was it the guys that shoot 100 then? 
And the girls that shoot 75? Uh, yes, the guys shoot more. Um, hold on. His score of 148. So I think that's at a 150. I think. Yeah, it'd be 150, nice. yes. And he had a two-bird two lead over his uh, the next person in line. Yeah, exactly. And, and the next person in line actually came and goes, you know, you, you give him one bird, that's a hard hard way to catch up, but you give him two birds and it's game over. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, this and is And this guy's what? This best. guy's 20, 23, 24? He'll, I think he first competed when he yep. was... I guess it would be 18 or 19 then. Yeah. And, he's got uh, a family now and saying he's in trouble, so... Is he, he's, in the, he's in the Army. Oh, really? He's a sar- yeah, he's in the Army. Oh, I missed that. Yeah, yeah. No, I did too. I oh, think he's a sergeant or something wow, along those lines. Wow, cool. Yeah. Well, and so his uh, daughter, his youngest daughter was there uh, when, he, when he was actually awarded his gold. Nice. So they actually have a really nice picture of him and his wife and yeah. his youngest. Yeah. Now, I figure, I figure the two of these guys are going to be on the cover of Sports Illustrated next month. What do you think? <laughs> no. You mean not, the, not a chance? You mean the no. women's who wasn't even, you couldn't even watch her match live? It'll be Lochte with his uh, American flag grill. Uh, oh, yeah. I tell my, you what. My grill. I, I tell you what, if, if these two... And like the NR, I think the NRA said, and the American Rifleman, if if Kimberly Rhodes had been a, a figure skater, we would be eating her ice cream. She'd have her own yeah. brand of ice cream now. But she shoots skeet, so nobody's ever Wait, heard is, of her. Is that a euphemism? I don't. Now, and then one of the things <laughs> I want to talk. I know I can't go into huge detail on this, but the the Olympic skeet is not like the general skeet that you go and shoot at your range or anything. You have it's to, not? No, I believe it's actually faster. The the that. birds actually fly faster, and you're wow. forced to use a specific load, which is slower than what you would normally go out and shoot your skeet with. So they handicap it, basically. I believe so. Uh, cool. Somebody was describing to me that, and I, you know, I think it's something worth warning. You know, looking up. Maybe we'll do a post on Facebook, kind of talking about the differences on it. But I heard that the birds fly faster, and you're actually limited to the loads that you can shoot. That's interesting. Well, um. I'm actually surprised that we don't do better in guns all around, um, you know, uh, in the rifle matches and such. Uh, we America doesn't do tremendously well, as we do in skeet, apparently, um, with, with the sweep. Um, I think the Chinese did, or the Japanese did pretty well early on in the air rifles. But and I, I think some of that really comes down to, it's so close, you know, I mean, yeah, these what, things aren't, I mean, when we say we're not doing good, that's because what we did was we hit the outer section of the X, yeah. not the inner. Well, listen, this level of competition, unless you've got some people that are just outstanding, like the the Phelpses and the, uh, oh, I can't remember her name now, the Flying Squirrel Girl. What's her name? The gymnast. Anyways. Oh. Unless you're just far and above the competition. Caitlin McKay or something like yeah, that? Yeah, something like that. Unless you're just so far and above the competition that you're just uh, that you just stand out, there's probably the top four or five people that trade back and forth all year long. You yeah. know, four years between the Olympics, winning. Plus, and, they, you and know one of these this, four guys is going to win. Because in the Olympics, it's not about who's the fastest or who's the best shot that year. It's about who is the best shot or the fastest at that time. At that day, yeah, and that everyone day, knows moment. the shooting sports are rampant with performance enhancing drugs. This is true. The steroids. The beta blockers, marijuana. marijuana as the first person to get kicked out of the Olympics was <laughs> for ju- marijuana. Judo, judo. Yeah, hey, don't bring jujitsu into this. Is it Brazilian? No, nobody. It was American. Brazilian judo? No, no, no. It's <laughs> just judo, judo, Japanese judo. <laughs> 
Um, so anyways, yeah. so eye that's replacement the only, surgery. But we know these. Yeah, just kidding. Uh, but uh, yeah, so that's pretty awesome. Two two golds for the U.S. did this sweep, and now we just got to get. I mean, here's the funny thing: is some of these people who are competing can't have the guns they're competing with, right? Yes, uh, a lot of Europeans oh, yeah, actually yeah. train in America. I was reading a story about this Ipsic guy, and I'm not going to remember his name now. And uh, Ipsic is a uh, action pistol shooting, and uh, this guy's from Hong Kong. Well, he international can't... pistol shooting competition, isn't it? Yeah, something like that. But this guy's from Hong Kong. Well, he can't own a gun in Hong Kong. He can't practice in Hong Kong, so he shoots airsoft year-round. Mm-hmm. He goes to the championship a couple of weeks early where he stores his pistol. It's somewhere in Europe where you can own a gun, right? Where he stores his pistol, he practices with his pistol, and he goes and he wins. So, you know, uh, they I think they've perfected the art. Uh, he's probably got to have some sort of talent to overcome that handicap. But, yeah, it's really weird to me that these people that it can be championships and this sort of thing can't own guns. Listen, Americans... Uh-huh. Let's get on this. This is a matter of national pride. <laughs> We're letting a bunch of commies come in and beat us at our own game. I say if we lose our guns, they lose their pummel horses. Wait, wait, horses. hold on, hold on. <laughs> but, the, but the commies make all our guns. Well, that's all what I'm them? saying, but well, for us. They also make pretty much everything. Watch your tongue. I think they made this microphone You know you're I'm on a government watch list. <laughs> I think they made this... Uh, you do realize you just put yourself on a government watch list. The commies make our guns. Get out of here. Uh, no, they... they no, the what are China, you talking no, about? They do. They make a lot of You're our guns. crazy. No, I'm American-made guns are the best, and everyone knows it, like Beretta. <laughs> which, which, which Beretta? The USA-made ones? Because everybody wants the Italian oh, okay. ones. okay. Yeah. Sorry. And I, well, I don't mind. I've shot either, and they both function the same. Well, it's like SIGs, right? The American-made SIGs are not as good as the European... Oh, damn it. This isn't working for you. Yeah, no. You, no. Uh, you know what? I'm I say that we get our 1911s listen, from another country. Listen, we pride ourselves as being the number one gun guys, and we are not... Uh, don't We should be sweeping this thing. Well, we should be I sweeping mean, it. Uh, should be every gold medal. <laughs> the Japanese. Yeah, I it's think the Japanese. The biggest problem... Okay, they win the sword fighting or what fencing. That's cool. Sword fighting. They should win. And listen, if the Japanese aren't winning the fencing, if it ain't the Japanese or French, then they should take that back too. That's all I'm saying. I think that the shooting sports are one of the lowest paid... Like you don't have any kind of sponsorships you can pull out of this. Every other sport, regardless of whether it's fencing or kayaking or whatever you would say, there's Ski. money. Ski. No, but, I was but, talking. but you never see these guys. So I'm at girls. the Nationals they don't... at Camp Perry, and the biggest right, civilian team... Name dropping. Yeah, and the biggest civilian team there is a giant name of a, of a giant firearms conglomeration that we've all heard of. Chick-fil-A? Uh, yes, no. And... These guys are wearing, you know, this this brand shirt, this brand hat. They got this brand, you know, on this and this. Who brand. is it? No, it's got to be High Point. Brownells, yes, exactly. But anyway, High Point. Brownells. And so I'm talking to somebody, and they're like, "Well, they pay your entry fees." And I'm like, "And what else to be sponsored, you know, by this giant big name conglomeration company?" No, no, that's it. That's just, it. Just match fees. Gotta love it. A couple thousand Saturation. dollars a year worth of match So saturated market. But the, believe it or not, the same thing happens in MMA. If you're not in the UFC, I know some people, I know a company that sponsors MMA fighters who are in the big cards like Bellator and Televised. And guess what they're doing? 
they're getting paid. They're getting free shorts to wear on yeah. TV. Oh yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. they're getting. They're getting free shorts. Oh, they win on TV. Oh, we'll throw you a hundred bucks. Oh, I know a uh, a three gun shooter who's on TV, and he's on TV. You know, as much as a three gun shooter can be on TV, which nobody listening to this probably seen him. But I was talking. He's got a big, you know, another giant corporate ammunition sponsor across his shirt, and uh, talking to the guy, they give him. A couple of thousand rounds a year, and you know, to maintain his proficient, this this guy probably shoots fifty to a hundred thousand rounds a year. Yeah. I mean, these guys have yeah. to shoot. And they give him how many? Like ten thousand, and yeah, he shoots give, that in yeah. you know a, a month. Week. Yeah, not Listen, even that. And, this, and then they, and then they sell him the rest at cost. That's his big sponsorship. Yeah. Let this be a lesson to every young listener we have. Get into NASCAR. Get into NASCAR. Listen, there's. <laughs> Hobbies are hobbies. You better find a real sport that injures your brain permanently or you won't get paid for it. Listen, and just just if you can't make it as a professional ball player of some sort and become a millionaire, a mediocre ball player millionaire, then you're going to have to do some sort of car racing if there is or reality not, star. If there is not a giant stadium doing that sport in your town, you are not <laughs> going to make money off it. Just give it up. Just no, I'm not saying give up the, the hobby. Keep doing the hobby. All right, do what you love. But what percent, Scott, of people at that national competition are shooting for a living? Oh, uh, you know what? Not even... <laughs> There's not a... Not and they're military, right? There's yeah. no civilians. How many of those civilians are the shooting The Marines? None. 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 How many people in the Olympics do you think shoot for a living? None. Uh, yeah, in China, yeah, you know, there's the government. Rhodes sponsor. does. I think Rhodes actually. She has a. She's pretty heavily. She might be yeah, actually she, sponsored she enough. Probably a, a few people yeah. who own ranges, and so they shoot for a living by teaching shooting. For I would a living. say the only person that might shoot for a living that doesn't actually have a day job would be Jerry Mitchlick. But that's only because I believe he's retired from his job. Right, and he, own, he and does he still own? Uh, does he still do revolver tuning for other people? Yeah, I think he, he still does revolver tuning. Yeah. But he's you know he's got his name out there on enough yeah. grips, and he's got enough you know those kind of contracts signed that allow him to have that a little bit more flexibility and freedom. But I know that even him, he's not making all oh, his yeah. money no. from it's not sponsorships. Like it's not like he's becoming independently wealthy. No, by, doing by no means. Yeah, I no, mean, you, you take the same you take the same person and a celebrity, and you give him five minutes on the air, and he makes you know he or she makes what he makes in a year. Yeah, yeah. In other words, kids, uh, do what you love, and uh, do it because you love it, and not for the money. Yes, that's exactly how you do it. You do it because you love it, and guess what? You get a day job. That's all there is to it. <laughs> or you go to the join the Army Marksmanship Unit, the AMU. Yeah. There you go. That's there the go. that's the direction yeah, that's right there. Go into the military. No, no, no. They'll come to you okay, if you're good enough. Oh, is that what it is? Yeah. They recruit too? Oh, yeah. Oh, I thought yeah, you had they'll to go in the military, you. catch bullets for a living for a little while. Bullet sponge it? No, you don't have to bullet sponge it up at all. Uh, okay. Now, that's how you have to do it to make it in the that's Marine actually, Corps Marksmanship yeah. Team. That's actually how they... I believe that's how the Army brings you in, and they say, listen, and you'll never have to go out there ever. Yeah. Ever. Yeah. If the world is crumbling, ever. Well, I mean, Shh. how many people want to do that? You. 
uh, well, there's actually could quite shoot a few. for a living if that's your passion. No, he's saying go out there. No, and, I oh. know if you could shoot for a living, there's millions of people who, I mean, lots of people who do that. My question is, how many people join the military, having being a great shooter, and want to use that to service their? Country? I wouldn't say that everyone that a majority of people that join the military are not avid shooters in general. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the cross-section of the military probably has a higher percentage of people who like to shoot. But in general, you know, it's a cross-section of society. There are people that don't even like guns that join the military. I mean, I, I mean I've had friends that went, and they liked they had an AR before, and they liked to shoot it from the hip. And only after they came back from the military did they learn to put it up to their shoulder, and that was a bit more accurate for them. Well, okay, so um, from competition, I thought next we'd uh, do a little uh, viewer, or excuse me, I always do that viewer, listener e- email. Um, we got one from Chris Norvet out of um, New Jersey, Newark, New Jersey. That's a long way. Is that up north? I think that's up north. Yeah, I've heard of it. It sounds um, familiar. Yeah. Uh, she writes, and it was a long email, so I'm basically going to paraphrase it. Um, so here's what Chris is asking, and uh, I thought we could address this, and it would be a long topic, but I thought we'd really kind of get into something. Hopefully it won't be too long, and uh, but I think it's something the listeners might be interested, which is she had actually never heard the argument that one of the reasons for the Second Amendment was to prevent um, prevent the government from taking over and to protect citizens from their own government and um she was being i think she was uh being honest that she had never really heard this argument before the shootings came up and i say she must not have been paying attention but i think this is a voice of a lot of people um out there which is um and it's an argument that has been been had over the second amendment for a long time which is is the Second Amendment in place to prevent the people or prevent the government from taking over and to protect the people from their own government? What do you think, Scott? I, I, I have to say fundamentally yes. I think the Second Amendment is there for a lot of reasons. I think the Founding Fathers put it in there as an ultimate reset tool in case the government got too crazy. I don't think the Founding Fathers thought we would get this far without another uprising, honestly. But no, I think that they they firmly believe that an armed populace was the best uh, prevention from a tyrannical government. And uh, I think that's still partially true today. I think that's still uh, still the case uh, even as we speak, that... uh, you know, people with guns versus the government with guns. I don't. I don't know. Um, well, that's that's one of the issues, and let's let's um, flesh out the argument uh, so we can actually have an intelligent discussion about it. The other argument is that that is not what the Second Amendment was about. It was not what the framers meant, and in fact, they meant something that was addressed directly in the Second Amendment, which is for the operation of the militia. And um, I, uh, in fact, uh, Chris Norvet put in her email a, a link to a um, article where essentially the um, ve- it's a very intelligent, very well read article. Uh, we'll probably put it up on our Facebook, but essentially it says that um, the Second Amendment was purely to talk about the military. Uh, much like quartering soldiers, uh, the Third Amendment, I do believe. I've heard too many arguments that the Bill of Rights outlines individual rights and not the rights of 
the government. So why would the Second Amendment, number two on the list, be about the militia's right, the, the government's right to a well-regulated militia? I don't. I, I just can't buy that argument. Well, the, it's got to be an individual right to keep and bear arms. The is essentially bear arms is actually a military term, and it sure. means to keep a cachet of weapons yeah. for the defense of the country and that at the time it was written militias were actually one of the main defenses and there wasn't a considerable standing army yeah, they, and that they had used the militias as the army there was some argument of no standing army of yes. everything being militia and yes. a well-regulated militia basically meant in in that terms in that um, day and age's terms of a well-organized militia yes so they, yeah they were talking about the free men of military service age having military grade weaponry at their disposal to call together militia whenever needed, whatever that might be for. And at the time, they were thinking about the tyrannical uh, 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 English uh, crown government. Exactly. But um, here's the thing, and this guy had this article. It was military, and it was for the defense of the country from other governments. But his argument is to put something in the own constitution that says that this constitution is going to be so violated that we have to take up arms against our government is silly, um, redundant, um, that you would never put in there that the people should have weapons to defend themselves from the government. why did they put in the Bill of Rights that the, the, the government can't quarter troops in the people's houses? Well, again, that's a pure military thing that had to do with the King of England trying right. to put but troops... but if we're not going to get silly, tyrannical enough to, you know, that the, that the Constitution is going to fail and you can quarter troops in somebody's house, then why would you put no, it no, in no, there? No, no, but you put it in argument. there. No, no, because when you say you can't quarter troops, that's just a basic you can't do that. Oh, okay. See what I'm saying? You have yeah, yeah. to have that. If not, you could quarter troops, and there's nothing in the Constitution that would say that you can't quarter troops, and they wanted to prevent that. However, it's interesting. The guns thing was for the military, but to, and what he's saying it is it wasn't to, for the military. It was for the militia. For the militia, exactly. Which was at the time a, the the quote unquote standing army Milita- at the time. Well, it was the military aged citizen. Yes. And it still is. Yes, but now the argument is now we have a standing army. And we do not need the militias anymore. And in fact we have essentially eliminated the militias in all practice. Look, in in the history Besides a bunch of kooks in Wisconsin. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the Republic of Texas. Yeah. Now there there is Listen, I still firmly believe that the government being the only ones with guns is just just leads to, you know, at least a genocide. It leads to mass murder historically. Now, would it here in America if all of a sudden by magic the government was the only one with guns? I don't know. I don't know, but I sure don't want to find out. I don't trust the government with the guns. Exactly. Here's why I go with that line of logic that people say. What I say is... Well, that's silly because if you do not put into the Constitution that people have to keep the guns, then the government can take the guns. And when the government does become bad, then there's nothing people can do. So to say, well, no one would ever put in a Constitution something to overthrow a a corrupt government, I would say, well, they just overthrew a corrupt government. Exactly. They had just done it. It was fresh in their minds. It's all they thought about. Exactly. (laughs) My 
I believe that there is uh, there is no way that you can look at what the arguments were before the revolution, what the arguments were during the revolution, and say that the framers had no clue what they had just done, that no, they had they committed exact- treason. If These, they didn't win, yeah. they were going oh, to be they hanged. Oh, were, they were dead. And that they knew exactly what saved them, which was the Minutemen, the militia. They knew what had saved them. And with the, to say that they didn't realize that and that they just weren't thinking about yeah. people keeping guns to, and to doing To discount any of the amendments, and specifically the second amendment we're talking about, discounts the fact that these the, the people that did this are some of the smartest people in the history of the world. I mean, look at our government. It has survived for how many years? I don't think any other government has survived this long outside of, uh, you know, some ancient tyrannical Egypt. craziness. Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. Monarchies. Yeah. yeah. Stuff like well, In modern times, surely nothing has. I mean, look at Europe. No one in Europe has survived as long as our democracy has. Our republic, I guess I should say. Yeah, and again, the question is, did they actually mean it? Well, one, the debate was going on, and they put it in there, and people had guns afterwards. So that for sure shows that at least some of them were okay with that Yeah, being they didn't go the around and take up everybody's gun and give it to the standing army. Exactly. Yeah, now, that didn't happen. Um, second of all, what would happen be happening in Syria right now if they didn't have the weapons? What would have happened in Libya? What happened they earlier in Syria? What happened earlier in Syria? It was just massacres. It wasn't yes. any fighting. Yeah. No. It was just massacres. Exactly. And now, now there's fighting. There big w- difference. Well, and the big difference is they weren't allowed to have, really have guns before, somebody, so they're not doing very well. Somebody, United States, Iran, Saudi Arabia, gave them guns. And guess what? It's no longer massacres. Now it's fighting. And that's what happened in Libya. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. Not the United <laughs> States is giving them guns. <laughs> yes, exactly. Not the United States is giving them guns. And again, I say, what would happen there? Well, someone brought up that, man, I wish I, I can't for the life of me remember what country it was. But there was in a country in uh, the Arab Spring that did a bloodless revolution, essentially. And what it was right, right. was they, that. through the Internet came out in force and through essentially nonviolent protest took over the military dictatorship and made it into a um, democracy. Now my question is is this could this happen anywhere else and my answer is yes but that's if you get a hundred percent of the people showing up outside all to protest at the same time all right if you don't get that the less people you have, the more you need the guns. Right. Okay? Because the government has the good stuff. The government has the drones. The government has the tanks. The government has all the good stuff. So they need a very little amount of people in order to keep the general citizenship down. The more, the less of a overwhelming majority you have to overtake any government, if it does become unrepresentative, the more you need weapons, right. correct? No, yeah, I'm with you. So can it happen? Sure, we won't need these guns if we can do like that. But the question is, where would Syria be without the guns? And the answer is uh, dead. they would be dead and they would be oppressed and they would uh, there would be worse Tunisia. massacres. Tunisia, that was it. Tunisia essentially had a bloodless 
revolution. Yep. And again, if we can do that in America, if the if Americans could get discomforted enough, if Americans could be awakened enough by the internet, and if the American get, government did something blatantly bad enough, I think we should have a turnout. But the question is, what if um, 25% of the people are willing to let the government take away their rights? Wow. More than they already have? Or, yes, yeah, more, than, more than they already have. We are have. not really free, exactly. but we're not going to we're not going to go that radio type of radio show. But. I think they I would. Think I think they would. Recently, yeah. the first guy was prosecuted based on a, um, a domestic drone. I'm thinking it was Oklahoma. Well, listen, the uh, even go, going back to our argument about the framers of the Constitution, even the people that fought the British, we celebrate them every day. It was yes. a small percentage of the population. Very small. Yeah, there was a majority of the population behind them either you know, helping them or, you know, uh, behind them as far as... Uh, moral support. Moral support, yeah. yeah as yeah, yeah. evidenced by the signatures, uh, supposedly... Yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, pr- uh, uh, on purpose made illegible. Right, exactly. Um, just because they knew what would happen if they lost. I mean, they knew, and they knew that they were, in the, at the time, in the vocal minority. Now, they were actually in the majority, but they were in the vocal minority. But right. that's exactly what we're talking about. The revolution was bloody because there was some people who were backing the British Empire. If 100% of everybody in the country at the time had grabbed their guns and just shown up at every single capital in America at the time, then the I guarantee you the British would have just given it up. More quick, oh, yeah, yeah. quickly. Yeah. Oh, A yeah. lot more quickly, if 100%, yeah. but that's not what happened. The, the like popular Scott said, term, it was a small percent. Yeah, yes. the popular term nowadays, and I don't know how accurate it is. It's it's become a um, it's it's become where I don't even know where it came from. But that three percent of the population actively participated in the revolution against Britain. Three percent. That's it. That's all it takes. Yeah. As long as you have a, a, a moral backing from the rest of the country. Now there was a huge trunk. It was probably forty five percent of the country supported England. Yeah. It was huge. But again, and, and so that question remains. That's what I'm saying. And those people were okay with not having a representative government. Yeah, they were fine with it. And I think we're I think we're there and now. In the end, honestly. I'm sorry. In the end, there is evil in the world, but in the end there's a lot of gray area too. And so there's going to be a lot of times where people are okay, Iran, with living in a non-representative government. Okay, that's what's going to happen. Well, look at Iraq. Those people didn't know what to do when they were, quote-unquote, freed. Yep. Those people needed to be dictated to. Yeah. They had no clue how to be a a free society. And there's going to be people okay with slavery. Yes, There's going to be people okay with uh, um, uh, uh, religious-based governments, theocracies. But in the end, so in the end, the question is, What's right, and the answer that we've come to here in America, is what's right is the will of the people as represented by government. Now, whether we believe you have that or not right now, what I will tell you is if you think we don't have it, which a lot of people do, they aren't going to give that up easy. They've got the power. 
Whoever has the power now has it. Right. And they're not going to give it up easy. No. There's going to be two ways to get that power back if you think that we've given up too much power. One is the internet. Right. That's it. Everybody getting together. And you have to have a pretty um, optimistic view of humanity to think that people are going to give up their air conditioning and their jobs and their cars and everything. Their SUVs. To take up arms against the people who actually have power who gave, quote unquote, gave them this stuff. Now, the other way is by armed insurrection, which I am not for, but I'm just telling you, if you feel that you have to get the power back, what I will tell you is no power is given up easily. So that's your only two ways. Everyone gets together and agrees and gets together and does it. Or two, you take the power back by force. History has shown those are the only two ways. Right. And now, now is this just a reflection of the times? Because if you go back and read things during the Civil War era, they thought that uh, they weren't being represented. If yeah. you go back and read things in the post-Civil War era, the South thought they were being you know, punished for you know, the war. And so, but there's never been Texas. Yeah, there's never really been to you know outside of civil war, of course. There's never been an armed insurrection. Uh, There's never been you know where everybody got fed up and went outside and screamed. My answer to that is easy: comfort. Yeah, no, I'm with you. We have comfort, and as long as you get that comfort, watch people get uncomfortable. And watch how quickly people start showing up. What was Occupy Wall Street about? Whether you think it was wrong or right, it was about enough people were out of jobs and uncomfortable and had nothing to do during the day. Nothing better to do. That they showed up in mass to protest, okay? Now, I, think, imagine, I don't think they knew what they were protesting. Oh, exactly. But no, I'm with you. I'm with you. But if you take that same comfort level away from the people who are showing up to work every day during that time, oh, yeah. they're quickly join the same people. If oh, they yeah. can't feed their kids, if they don't have their air conditioning, if they don't have their nice cars, if they don't have their highways, if they don't have their um, nice grocery stores, quickly people will get uncomfortable, and then you have to worry about who has the power and what to do with so it. So going back to, to, to circle this all around, try to wrap this up in a neat bow, the people that we're talking about that need to get uncomfortable, uh, without the guns, they're just uncomfortable and yelling, at throwing rocks at tanks, right? Yes. And with the guns, the people with the tanks actually might listen? Who we are supplying right. with guns right. to do the very thing that people are trying to argue that we didn't put into the Constitution. We are right now secretly arming the Syrians to take over a bad secretly. government, Shh. right? Yeah. So we're secretly doing that. Why? Because Why would we do those that? people are not represented by government, and we think that's important, and we're giving them guns. But you're telling me that we aren't doing that for ourselves. Uh, to a certain extent, yeah. We are arming what them we're to saying, fight against the What we're the saying is arm. that arming them gives them the power exactly. and voice against another military power, which would be the government using their military against their people. Exactly. When you have a when when you have one person yelling. You know, the other person that's going to be yelling louder is the one that's going to be heard. Exactly. Um, so um, to wrap this up, um, I think uh, if you if you're interested in this stuff, again, there's uh, we'll we'll post some articles on our Facebook. Facebook. And um, one of them that we'll post is one of my favorites, and I think it's well reasoned, and it's not on any one side or the other. And it's an article by Sanford uh, Levinson, I believe, called um, the Shameful Second Amendment, which is really well reasoned, and it's not on one side 
side or the other. But it's it. I think uh, we'll put that up there. But um, either way, thanks for the question, Chris. Um, I, we appreciate it. We appreciate both sides of the argument. If anybody else has any questions or anything, post it on our Facebook. That's going to yeah, be the and best get on way there and interact it. with each other too. Yeah. You know, I mean, post your questions up there. We like reading them. We like yeah. to get your suggestions and, and we'll argue try to use with them. each other. Just don't get stupid. If you get stupid, we'll come in and tell you to quit getting. We'll stupid. come in with uh, t- tyrannic or what is it? Tyranny. What? We'll tyranny. Yes. tyranny. 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 Yeah. Tyranny. <laughs> tyranny. 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 Didn't she? I'm hey, tyranny. <laughs> I have to edit that out. <laughs> no, you can't. Leave it out. No, we're going to come in and we're going to destroy you and tell you all not to talk that way. Yeah. It's we're just that's the way that it works. So Second Amendment right civil, to Don't talk get on ridiculous. Our, Second Amendment right to talk on her? Get on, on our Facebook. Facebook. Tell us what we're doing right. Tell us so what we're doing minute. wrong. Post your own articles. That I'll read them again. Chris posted several articles. I read them carefully. They were there were some that were good. I just didn't buy. I posted some back. Um, get on there and um, support your community of uh, gun owners, or tell us why we're wrong and uh, why we're silly, and still listen to our podcast. <laughs> yes, whatever you do, go subscribe to our podcast. <laughs> iTunes. <laughs> The Gun Show Podcast. Well, tell all your friends because you're already oh, subscribed. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, go to your friend's house, yes. click get it on their the computer, get on their iTunes, and then go subscribe for them. No, really, you should tell them about <laughs> it. I think there's a lot of people out there who enjoy it. And listen, if you hear someone mention a podcast, tell them to search this one. And if they like it, they keep listening to it. And if not, they don't. And that's all there is to it. But we got a lot of support. We got on news and new and noteworthy. I don't think we yeah. talked about that on the podcast. That was yeah, we did get bumped up pretty I high. Think we, I think we did. Are we over a thousand downloads or something? Uh, like that? What it seems like based on the numbers is we do have about a thousand listeners, about eleven hundred thousand to eleven hundred <laughs> listeners. And I told my buddy that I had misinformed dozens of people, and it's actually almost a thousand. Yeah, <laughs> that's and, what it. Um, that is what it appears. Scott to actually me. got from a friend of a friend a uh, call or text or Facebook message or something saying they enjoyed the podcast, and this uh. was not someone he told about the podcast well it was one of the people that uh i saw a new person liked us on facebook and it wasn't any of our friends so it might be a friend of a friend oh i know what you're talking about no i got a phone call yeah i got a phone call from a guy who used to be on my shooting team it's like hey i just listened to your podcast i'm like wow that's great so it's getting out there and we're really excited get it out there we're trying to get um more guests from you better guests we're working on that also we're working on some uh swag to give out uh, maybe some t-shirts maybe some stickers uh uh, not that kind of swag, Scott. Don't get excited. Swag no, no, at only nine ninety nine a piece. No, no, no. I, I, you oh, said you hate swag. No, you said better guess. And if Rams oh, listen, no. oh, Ram. Oh, well, well, at least he only has we knives and not no, a gun. No, Ram did a lot for us. So <laughs> he Ram, was our best guest. You're our first guest, and <laughs> we'll hold you dear in your heart. And we'll definitely. Again, if you know of someone who has uh, is in the gun industry, or has some interesting stories, or has some uh, sells products, or whatever it is. Um, again, either, either have him post it on yeah, Facebook, message yes. us, or post it on Facebook, or you know whatever Shoot they'd it to like our to Gmail. Do. Yeah, and again, um, we'll try to. Uh, no. You can Facebook. Yeah, Facebook. Does don't check it to our Gmail. Don't send it do you to check me. Our Gmail? I check a Gmail once in a while. But Facebook. To tell you it's the all truth, spam. Facebook. Do you know how to post post videos to Facebook? <laughs> All right, it's Facebook. So get on You're it. supposed to add the drop there. You're not supposed to say it. I can drop it. Yeah, we're gonna have T-shirts soon. <laughs> Nobody's listening to this podcast. Yeah, so uh, <laughs> this is terrible pod. This is terrible pod. Uh, so uh, we appreciate it. Keep on listening and keep on referring us.
Today's episode is brought to you by Dom Fight Gear, makers of Dom Pro Cut, the all-natural weight loss supplement that gives you the same fat-burning benefits as most weight loss supplements without the harsh side effects. Go to DomGear.com or DomProCut.com and at the checkout enter in Gun Show. That's all one word, Gun Show. You'll get some free swag and you'll be helping the podcast out. (laughs) 